0: <laughs> so was episode,
1: episode two of The Rookies, mm-hmm. the uh, smash hit podcast that's been featured everywhere.
0: Exactly. Heard about it from your friends, family, etc. <laughs> the
1: friends and family that are us. Yes. <laughs> exactly. We're the ones that you heard about it from. Um, but this is uh, probably going to be our last podcast as, uh, as non-parents. Exactly. And we have been uh, talking for a few weeks about um, about doing this one and kind of talking about the anticipations of labor and delivery and what the plan is and then what's actually going to happen and lots and lots of trips to the doctor's office. Yeah, what's uh, been
0: going on for the past week.
1: Right. So do you want to start there?
0: Sure. Yeah. So initially, I can't recall if we had discussed the whole... I don't think we got to conditions and...
1: I think we talked a little bit about high blood pressure. Yeah, high blood pressure.
0: And so basically they had set an induction date uh, or they've given us a couple different concepts for induction and we've kind of been pushing it off and delaying and hoping for spontaneous, as they refer to it, uh, like a spontaneous natural birthing process, um, but now we're getting down to the wire, and they're being very pushy, because <laughs> uh, we're actually at officially 39 weeks today, and that gets to the point where they feel uncomfortable really kind of letting us go much further, so initially, they had set the date for last Friday, and we were able to push it off to this coming Monday, Um, But it's been doctor visits at least twice a week, and then the new addition this week was going to an acupuncturist for induction acupuncture, which is very interesting. You got to experience that from your perspective and take photos and all that good stuff.
1: It was very much a juxtaposition of experience because... You've had acupuncture before, so I think you had expectations going in. I had never witnessed it before. I've never had it either. Um, And I got to watch you get acupunctured, and I got to play with the acupuncturist's five-month-old Chesapeake Bay Retriever in the corner. It was adorable. Who was adorable while you were getting stuck with needles. so
0: <laughs> And probed with various forms of electrodes. <laughs> yes. It
1: was quite enjoyable for me. And um, I'll admit, I didn't really know the extent of it until afterwards, how uncomfortable it was for you. Um, I think... When you think of traditional acupuncture, yeah. you think of the needle going in and then as you described it, you know, they turn the lights down low and leave you alone for an hour and kind of let things take their you course. You fall
0: asleep but usually and everything's was, relaxing. This there was, was way like the more
1: case. plunging of the needles than I expected where once they were in, he was, you know, pulling them in and out and not to get too needle graphic here, but um, that didn't feel good, huh?
0: No, it was creating a little bit of like spasming in different muscle groups and stuff. So it wasn't... Wasn't the worst thing ever. It just was not in line with what my prior experiences had been, and so it was a little, a little unique.
1: But you had never had a treatment that was specifically designed exactly. to cause induction before,
0: right? So I mean, he basically right. started off by doing like an in-depth, intense muscle massage, which is you know, like a Swedish massage where someone's doing like a sports massage. So it was you know, it was you could feel it, and <laughs> you could feel it in your muscles and all that good stuff. Um, that wasn't bad bad at all. I've had things like that before. Um, but then it progressed to the, the needles and a little bit of the plunging, which was an interesting feeling. And then after that, we got to do the, uh, hooking up of the electrodes, which is kind of similar to like a TENS machine where they kind of just pulsate and you get kind of like this sense of tapping on your muscles, which is very interesting feeling. So overall it wasn't, a bad experience it was just a different one and slightly slightly uncomfortable but you know i guess it's supposed to be preparation for the birthing process as well as you know just generally trying to help induce the birthing process so that was that it was interesting
1: i don't know if you can hear mia barking in the background but that that's actually a good transition uh because i while, uh, while i was playing with the dog he was a little nippy so really? i think we probably had similar you know it wasn't a pain free experience for me, that's all I'm saying. I'm not like I'm sure specifically the dog's requesting teeth were your sympathy. Very similar to needles. Yeah. Whatever. Brilliant. we are going to see if we can borrow the dog for labor.
0: Yes. Like a therapy dog. Digging so, it.
1: So that was Friday. Um, today is Sunday.
0: Right, but then right after that, we went to the, the doctor's office right. and we had an ultrasound. And basically there's this whole thing what they do if that you're kind of on their watch list with (laughs) ultrasounds and um, the baby has to pass a test every week and they kind of give a rating based upon fluid levels and um, movement and breathing if he's practicing breathing. So these are all things that they were looking for and notoriously He's kind of been not very much a morning person. He's kind of like his mom, where he just kind of likes to chill out in the morning, doesn't really like to perform for anybody. So he's been having issues the past couple of ultrasounds with, you know, moving without being prodded. And this past Friday was no different. So he didn't really cooperate as easily as he has in the past. So then of course they go into, well, this could be indicative of something bad we want you to go over now and be induced and you know as a precaution because movement's so very important in regards to, you know, the condition that we think that you may have. And so we luckily were able to talk them off the ledge and they just did a follow up non stress test, which basically just indicates what his movements are and his heart rate and then, you know, any sort of contraction levels and everything was a-okay. He got his extra two points, so he no longer had failed. <clears throat> so we, uh, we were able to hold them off at bay again, even though they were very, very uh, smitten with the concept of trying to get us to go in. But... Due to Mike's investigative reporting aspect of things... I am a
1: professional investigator. He is
0: a professional investigator. And he found out some additional information, which partially leads me to believe, because I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Kind of. Just a little bit. um, That there may have been more of an agenda behind things than even we knew about at the time. Dun, dun, dun. Tell us about it.
1: So there's a company that owns all the hospitals called Evil Corp. (laughs) (laughs) And they have nefarious plans all the time. Um but True. the plans that they had here involved the uh very real possibility of a, a strike of the nurses at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston on Monday mm-hmm. uh tomorrow. So going into the weekend, uh, we didn't know this at the time, but the um the midwifery practice at uh the BI Hospital in Boston was getting ready to transfer their patients. Um, to surrounding I'm sorry, hospitals. it wasn't BI. It was yeah, Brigham and women. Not yeah. They were going to transfer their patients who are about to give birth either to BI to Beth Israel or to uh, Harvard Vanguard and Newton Wellesley Hospital um, on Monday. So you know, if you think of the total number of women that give uh, birth on any one day across the hospitals in the region, um, obviously with one hospital totally shut down, if there was a strike, there would have been an uptick in in patients at the other. Um, other centers, including uh, including Newton-Wellesley Hospital. So um, now looking back on it, we, I shouldn't say we, you, are wondering <laughs> whether...
0: If there was any sort of additional st- pressures coming from their own thoughts regarding you know availability and whether or not Monday would actually be a possibility if we were to wait, and perhaps that kind of um, maybe led them to require or request or be extra... Uh, Vigilant in regards to wanting us to go in on Friday.
1: And this is a classic example of you and I interpreting things totally different. (laughs) Because when we had this realization, I was like, oh, how nice of them that they were anticipating Monday was going to be a problem. And if we were actually there on Monday getting induced, we would have reduced staffing levels and be competing with all these other patients for time and attention and resources. And so I was pleased um, and thought that – I'm like, wow, that's really good planning on their part and your perspective. And my
0: type A perspective is just like they're trying to make me do something I don't want to do and they're not even telling us as to like what the facts are and there's a a hidden agenda that we're not aware of. And yeah, because my perspective is just – has always been from the very beginning that I wanted to, if possible, if at all possible, have this be a completely – Natural process with everything just falling in line with the way it should be, and my body dict- dictating and the baby dictating when everything was going to come to fruition. And unfortunately, the carpet was kind of pulled from beneath me a little bit, but we're trying to cope with that and uh, we're trying to move forward. <laughs> and so, I guess tomorrow's the day.
1: Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. When tomorrow's the day. It- and you, so we had a doctor's appointment early this morning on Sunday, and we got home about, I don't know, 11, and I looked at you and I said, what do you want to do today? Because today might be the last day that we, it's just you and me. Right. And you know, do we want to do laundry? Do we want to <laughs> go to Our the Our favorite pastime, really, so. We want to like drive to the ocean. I don't know, all these things were <laughs> running through my head. Um, but one of the things that we had to make sure we get done was this podcast. Mm-hmm. We we have to have that you know clear before and after delineation. So here's the before. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. So we went to the hospital today to drop off some paperwork. I think when pregnant ladies who are as pregnant as you are get off the elevator <laughs> on the maternity ward floor, like everyone's eyes kind of light up a little bit and they're <laughs> wondering if they have a live one. Um, luckily, like, we, no, no, we, at we were, ease, everybody. We're, we were good. We, <laughs> We won't be live till tomorrow. And even then, when we show up, it's not going to be live. Like, you're going to have to make us live.
0: I mean, if we're lucky, we might be.
1: That would be very cool. We were giving the baby a little pep talk when we were on the highway coming home that he had a window. Like, I, my car's a lease, so I was a little worried about him giving... Or your water breaking in the car. That could cause us some, you know... In the long term, not that big of a deal, but not preferable. <laughs> right. Um. So he has this window now of, you know, right when we got home until you know, 20 hours later when we're going to leave for the hospital tomorrow morning, we're like, anytime, bud, this, this would be fine. Step it up. Yep. That would be very appreciative. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. We're just gonna, we'll relax today and look around the house and try to (laughs) soak in all of the, everyone always says, like, I don't remember what it was like before I became a father or a parent in general. So, We'll try to soak in those uh, last hours. uh,
0: Try to remember this.
1: Yeah. Take a mental snapshot. Yep. We're going to go out to eat tonight. Of tranquility. And not need a a high chair or a special accommodation for the last time in a while. Right. Um, Which is good because we thought last weekend might be our last adult dinner, but it looks like we're going to get at least one more. Hallelujah. So I have some things written down. I know you have some things written down. We've had to to sort of do this weird communication thing where we don't talk about everything we have to have a little bit of a let's save it for the pod we need some Um,
0: reactions (laughs) yeah i
1: want i want um to have proper reactions um so you want to just we'll switch back and forth does that sound good we'll we'll go go down each other's list here
0: i've been talking a lot so you can take it over for a bit
1: okay so my first one is more of a of an observation slash warning to people that are haven't yet gone through this and I'm sure people that have gone through it have have had a similar situation. Um, What starts to happen is in your own house, you will walk into a room and something will be happening and you're not exactly sure (laughs) what it is. I think our
0: lists overlap. (laughs) But
1: but you want, so I don't have to go into too much detail, but I walked into the kitchen and you were doing something that confused me. And I looked at you and I said, do I even want to know what you're doing?
0: And of course, when you ask that question, I'm very forthcoming and I like to explain what's going on and let you know full picture.
1: The problem is you just told me the answer. But <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't tell me the answer of the question I asked. You told me what you were doing, but I didn't say, what are you doing? I said, do I want to know what you're doing? Right. And I still feel pretty strongly the answer was no. Right. But you told me anyways. I did. But it's now we... Full disclosure. We've, we've now talked about it. hmm And now you know that like if i say that the answer is probably no it's
0: like a rhetorical question right you don't actually want the answer you just want me to say no dear don't worry everything's no. fine exactly
1: well it is fine it's not of like course. anything was wrong but it's just like you know i obviously want to be supportive and i right. want to help you but like i think it's almost it's respectful to you maybe to give you some privacy, privacy. in certain aspects <laughs> but it's really the first time i mean we've lived in this house for five years But now I have to like peek around corners if I go into a room like I Mm -hmm. don't know why there are, you know, why is this insert whatever you want thing in our house in this room where it doesn't normally go. I think
0: we have to provide some information for for illustrative purposes because otherwise people are going to have no concept as to what.
1: (laughs) Their imaginations are going to be active, but I'll let you decide (laughs) how much you want to share.
0: I will share. Um, I will share what I was doing. I won't have to, I'm not going to share the in depth nitty gritties of what it, the purpose is going to serve. But anywho, so I've gotten the word from friends and Pinterest because you know how reliable Pinterest is. It's basically a,
1: a doctor. Pinterest it has is. its MD. It's kind of
0: like WebMD. Yeah. And basically, it's they're WebMD saying. WebMD with more pictures. Exactly. And they give you directions too. Ooh. Exactly. Big doings. So basically, there's this whole. After effect, once the baby is born, that these this product or and or I guess what you're making um, is supposed to alleviate. So they're called padsicles. And basically, it was <laughs> shaking his head. You can have muffs if you want. Um yeah, I'm
1: gonna step out for a minute.
0: <laughs> basically, it just involves having you know large pads that have witch hazel and aloe on them to try to have a soothing effect so it's kind of very similar to if you were suffering from sunburn or some other ailment or malady and it's just a form of cooling and it's a cooling tactic that's all
1: that is i wish i could say that's the first witch-based reference that this pregnancy (laughs) has brought about but it's not it's a little bit frightening how often witchcraft Mm-hmm. is potentially referenced. By.
0: I don't really know why it's called witch hazel, but it is very soothing. Okay. I've used it for other things. And, and it's, it's very the, nice.
1: They're in the freezer now? Yeah. Okay. But so. they're in a bag. Okay.
0: And they're wrapped up very securely. So it's not like next so. to
1: the chicken that's frozen in the freezer? No. Okay. No,
0: I separated it from the chicken because I knew that might make you a little uneasy. Right. But anyway, so yes, that's what caused him some dis-ease when he came around the corner and saw me, mad scientist woman, in the kitchen. <laughs> mixing up concoctions and putting them in the freezer but i think i hope that they'll be helpful and you will be grateful because i will be a happier person
1: right but i didn't need to know about them at at the end of the day but
0: if you found them later on you'd probably be like what is this and so it was better to let you know ahead of time prepare you prepare you mentally
1: okay Anyway, moving All right. on. Well, no, it, so I just have to be careful walking around my own house. Right. And I'm going to like kind of, maybe I'll enter every room with my eyes covered. Yeah. And I'll be like, is everything okay in is here? Is it clear in here? Is clear. anything weird going on that I might not want to be a part of?
0: Like the bedroom, for instance, with poppy pads.
1: Oh, that is yes. a great point.
0: See, I'm very, I'm like totally MacGyver-esque. And I'm a little frugal. Yeah, Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes.
1: Just not when you're grocery shopping. No, I'm grocery shopping. Well,
0: you know, you gotta feed the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I had previously looked into these different things just in case, hypothetically speaking, if your water were to break, it is more likely to break at night. So they have these like under pads that you can put onto the bed just to ensure that you won't ruin your mattress. But I was thinking it would be kind of silly to spend so much money on something that I'm probably only gonna use once or twice.
1: And maybe not at all.
0: And maybe not at all, exactly. So, and then I was in the garage and I saw puppy pads. I was like, that is brilliant. I will tape puppy pads to my side of the bed. Problem solved.
1: Underneath the sheets. Underneath
0: the sheets, exactly. Over the mattress. Over the mattress.
1: Now, those puppy pads, if I recall correctly, were purchased, let's see, six. I don't think years ago, think I think, it was, for, I'm I think pretty... it was for Madison. So what that means is we moved puppy pads. We didn't Cause... get them for Mia when we were already at this house. So when we lived in our old apartment, I remember we you purchased those. Yeah. Um, even though I thought they were a bad idea at the time. We don't need to get into like six-year-old bickering arguments here. <laughs> but we put them in a box, and we put them on a U-Haul truck, and we brought them here. Mm-hmm. And now maybe six years later, five years later, they are going to be useful. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. You never know. It, it's always good to have them there and not need it.
1: It makes me laugh every single night because you can hear every go, movement that you make <laughs> is like a crinkle. It's like... Uh, it's Big, like newspapers. <laughs> no, it's like Big Daddy when he puts the newspapers yep, down. Totally. Um, and the little kid is just crinkling and rolling over. That's you. It is. Okay. But, you know... All right, that's that's number one on my list. What do you have?
0: Yeah, that was my follow-up to your number one. Okay, that's why I was thinking that this needs to be po- padsicles and, and puppy pads. That was the name of this.
1: That could have been a episode. good podcast. Oh, that's <laughs> a good point.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so your next one, go on for it.
1: Okay, when we saw um, our doctor, the OB, on Wednesday, uh, we had you know the normal exam and we knew that she was going to be on vacation. Um, and wasn't going to be around any of the probable times of us going into labor, so it was uh, it was like saying goodbye to your doctor, and uh, she basically was leaving us with you know all right you guys are not on your own. It felt a little bit like it's just you guys now, like right. you you, you, it's you all on you have you, fun. You work with the doctor for the full nine months, and you know you chose her for a reason, um, and then she literally. Through no fault of her own, I suppose. She has a life. She has a life. And (sighs) she's not on call 24 hours at the hospital, which we also knew. But she just leaves you. And then you're like, all right, you know, you got to go do it yourself now. I think the Um, thing is, like,
0: we were prepared for the possibility of her not, like, us going into labor spontaneously and her not being on call and being like, okay, well, that's understandable, right? But my perspective was kind of like, well, if they're thinking this, you know, really has to happen soon and we have to give birth, then at least the doctor that you've been working with the entire time would be there and available. So I think it's a little bit of a difficult thing to grasp where you're like, wow, we didn't really think about this happening where we're scheduled to come in. And yet our doctor who we thought could be there is still not going to be there, even though it's like being scheduled in advance.
1: There's so many aspects to being at an OB practice that are, are very unique, um, and this is one of them. I mean, you wouldn't have an oncologist that treats you, and, you know, let's say you had to have a surgery, and you knew it was going to be in five months. We're going to do rounds of chemo, and then you're going to have surgery at the end. There's no other practice, you know, type of medicine where you see the doctor, see the doctor, see the doctor, and then when it's time for, like, the big thing to happen...
0: Passes the torch.
1: She's just gone. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, let me know how everything goes, you know, wishing you luck um good game right and even you know we've seen a number of midwives Mm -hmm. at that practice but it's not even guaranteed that one of them will be on call at the hospital that the hospital has a rotation that includes people that are from other practices so um although we've gotten really good feedback about everyone at at the hospital it's a very strange feeling and it, it it's probably like one of those things where you just feel like you have no control over who it's going to be. Right. Um, which, you know, we can actually, that'll lead us in quite nicely to a discussion about our choice to hire a doula, um, to, um, to assist us. And despite your dad's assertion, a doula is not a (laughs) middle Eastern food. (laughs) That is,
0: uh, and despite your initial understanding, it's not a witch doctor. <laughs>
1: there's a yeah, it's not officially a witch doctor, mm-hmm. um, but I would say doulas tend to be skeptical of medicine, typical traditional medicine, in the same way that witches are.
0: Uh, so I mean, but that's kind of in line with my thinking as well. Yes, So yeah, Well, that's why
1: you think it's such a good idea. Exactly. But I'm on board now. Um, I, my original sentiment was always envisioning the situation where we show up. To deliver with a doula in tow and everyone at the hospital looks at us like it's a slap in the face that we like brought our own professional, basically. <laughs> um, and I've slowly, you know, been educated and and learned that they it's quite the opposite. They have relationships with the people at the hospital because they do come in and assist in, in births quite frequently. So um, with those fears set aside. Uh, we now have someone, and and that does feel a lot more reassuring. Reassuring that we are in control. We know this person's going to be there. That person has met with us multiple times.
0: We feel comfortable um, with them. They're awesome. They have fantastic feedback. They know They're our very, history very right.
1: specifically. Yeah. Um, we've had a a group text that's been going back and forth really nicely. It's it's kind of cool to share that. Um, it does feel. I mean, we've gone to the doctors. What three? It's only been three. It feels like a lot more uh, days in a row now. Um, you know, four out of the last five days, and every single time we've seen a different provider. Right. So that you know, it's nice to have that constant uh, going into um, going into the uh, procedure. It's the I one. It the procedure. one known. A, right.
0: You know, it's like the one controlled factor in this whole thing. This whole crazy world yep. of pre-parenting.
1: It was. But, uh, it was interesting educating our parents on doulas. It um, was that is not something that was as widely used thirty years ago as it is now.
0: But I mean, before even getting into this process, though, I, I don't think because I was talking. I went to uh, I went out with one of my friends yesterday to get a pedicure. It was very nice. She treated me to one. She's a sweetheart, and I love her. Um, but I was trying to think. You know, she was talking about how her she had gone through her first birth and how you know there wasn't as much research and time put into it. And you know, it was kind of more dependent upon what doctors provided to her for information. And we were kind of just discussing how that's not atypical. That's completely a typical approach, and that's what people expect. They just rely on the doctors for information, and they don't really think that there's a need to get other stuff. And I think how we kind of came into it or even found out about doulas was because I had done some online research regarding a natural mama birthing class. And then that kind of delve into the whole world of more holistic approaches to, um, you know, providing the natural birth, if you will, um, and doulas and just a different kind of overall mentality going into the birthing processes a non-medical, you know, procedure and as being something that's actually very natural and, you know, meant to be. So, I think that's how we kind of came into the whole concept initially. And then, like you said, you had a little bit of anxiety surrounding it regarding just like, are they going to be coming in there and, you know, directing all the doctors around? Is there going to be like fist fights in the middle of the yeah. birthing room? I, uh,
1: I yeah. despise conflict. Yeah. Which is why I made such a good police officer. And
0: why you married me, because I'm so <laughs> conflict averse.
1: <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just, given how stressful, you know, that, process is going to be anyways um i had originally interpreted it as a uh adding stress um concept but i think that has flipped nicely now um to where i think there's a lot of value in it becoming um, less so- more of a resource exactly yep. and, a,
0: and a help not a hindrance right and i think it was helpful because one of my other friends who I had told about the whole doula concept actually ended up going out and getting a doula. And then you heard her rave reviews and she kind of, I think put your mind at ease in regards to this is something like the, the, the practice that I go to for my you know observations for throughout the whole pregnancy, they even provided a list of doulas and the ones that we chose were on the list. So it's like, it's all one big network, one big happy family and everything's going to be just perfect.
1: Unfortunately, the way my mind works is I don't like to be the exception. So when I thought that it was very uncommon and I would be maybe like the only person in a month to show up with a doula at the delivery room, that made me very uncomfortable. And then, you know, knowing this is definitely like a it's not good to think this way, but like, oh, everyone's doing it like, then no (laughs) one go with the crowd. No one will judge me when I show up. So I don't have any concerns.
0: And then you could very easily just be like, no, this is my wife's thing. I told her not to bring one, but she never not ever do. listen. Yep.
1: I'm just going to badmouth her the whole time. <laughs> but I'm going to like pull the nurse aside out in the hallway and be like, I didn't, I didn't, this wasn't my idea.
0: This is true. It,
1: it wasn't my idea, but like I don't want to say that because now. And I would
0: now you think it's a good idea. I do think it's a
1: good idea, and I want the dualist to hear this and be like, "Oh, seriously? Like you seem so nice. I can't believe you didn't want us to be there." <laughs>
0: yeah, but I think it's more of a testament to how they kind of helped win you over. So it's actually more of a yep good thing from their perspective. That's true. But in regards to like parents and their reactions, mm-hmm. I think it was kind of funny in regards to just like you said, my dad being like, "What is that? And why would you do that?" And why would you pay somebody out of pocket? Like, you're going to a hospital and there's going to be, like, nurses and doctors there that actually get paid through insurance and stuff. Like, why would you do this extra thing? And it's it's a difficult concept, I guess, to explain. And I think even, like, from mother's perspectives, like, you know, I had said to my mom that, you know, it, it would be nice to have her with me in the labor room and, you know, being a support and then to also introduce this concept of having a doula, I think can almost put moms on edge a little bit to be like, well, what's wrong with me? And it's like, you don't want to be insulting. There's nothing wrong with you. You guys have gone through this. You know the role. But I think the, you know, the doulas are also most often certified midwives. So they have the medical know-how and background. They have additional, um Techniques for various things like massage or breathing techniques or acupressure, various means of trying to help reduce anxiety and pain to try and make the birth process an enjoyable one.
1: The other thing is... It's been thirty years since my mom's given birth It's been almost seventeen years right. since your mom's given birth and we have heard time and time again that you know the the nature of OB medicine has changed it's evolving even yeah. in the last few years um, and we've been told especially with some of these borderline diagnosis he diagnoses that you know, this will be different in five years. In five years, we'll have better testing and be able to, um, and you know, give more accurate uh, advice. So it it does feel like we, um, it, it would have been, I think, uh, maybe not the best decision to rely solely on resources from so long ago.
0: Right. Agreed. Um,
1: and you know, you can try to get those answers, and and we have from midwives and doctors as we meet with them, but inevitably, you know, you ask all the questions you can think of. And then we get in the car and we we're like, Oh, here are three things that (laughs) I would have loved to get an answer to. So it's, it's been nice to have a little bit more, um, long-term access to somebody who, you know, more traditionally, uh, is involved with births without complication. And hopefully that ours is going to definitely fall into that category. Um, but you know, there's still, you know, have hundreds of of births under their belt so hopefully we get to take advantage of that level of experience
0: right so it's very exciting
1: okay you're up next
0: oh my list my list well we already touched upon it a little bit i think in regards to (laughs) your aversion to my whole foods and organic section in shaw's purchasing (laughs) i came home last week because so now given that we have a deadline um i got really serious about packing the hospital bag and making sure mike had his you know little tote bag with him as well and um it's more of a backpack tote bag no sorry it's not a man purse it is a very manly backpack that contains manly items sneakers sneakers lots of sneakers um and some weights probably i think um just weights, in, yeah, weights. Just in case you wanted to, yeah. There's a couple forty-five plates in there. Yep. Watching me yep. give labor. Um, So yeah. So basically, in addition to my hospital bag, I was like, well, who knows how long this whole labor thing is going to go on? Because the whole induction process is not as simple as one would think. It's like it can be days on end, and they can't really give a definitive answer as to whether they're going to make you stay or if they'll let you leave. It's kind of like a hostage situation. So basically. I wanted to have sustenance. So I went to Whole Foods and I was like, if we're going to have food, we probably should have healthy food. And so the inevitable question when I walked in the door, toting bags for Whole Foods was, how much was that?
1: No, here, my first (laughs) indication that something was wrong is Uh we got home from the doctors that day, I want to say about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I uh, had to do some work. From home so I grabbed my laptop and I started working and I was sitting outside and uh, I got kind of carried away with my work and the next thing I looked down it was five thirty, and you weren't <laughs> home yet now you had told me that your only stop had been Whole Foods Whole Foods is maybe 15 minutes away so I started doing the math and I was like oh maybe maybe she went somewhere else maybe she went to Marshall's and did some shopping so I called you and you were like nope on my way home and it you didn't I gave you an opportunity to say, like, yeah, and here are all the other things I did <laughs> that other I've been than doing spend two hours, hours at Whole Foods. <laughs> uh, much to my chagrin, you hadn't gone anywhere else, Mm-mm. and you, you walked in the house with...
0: Uh, Whole Foods is very intoxicating.
1: Well, it, the other thing that Whole Foods always does is... It's always expensive, but you never have that many bags. That's Somehow, true. it always fits into three or four bags, mm-hmm. like you know. Which, if it took you two or three trips to get everything in from the car, I guess I would feel a little bit better about the justification of the price. So, um, the question I didn't—I didn't say how much did you spend. I said, um, tell me that all of this was reasonably priced, and you looked me right in the eyes and you said. All of this was reasonably priced.
0: Except that I was on the phone, so my eyes were averted. I wasn't actually looking you in the eyes. Oh, I asked
1: you that on the phone. You did. I didn't remember that. Okay.
0: It was preemptive. You had a feeling. I did. Instinct, if you will. Okay. And I think you were just like, Sue... How much was all that? And I think, or you said something real reasonable, and I was like, "Oh, it was very reasonable, yeah. exactly." And then, and then you a couple saw... hours later,
1: like he brought it home, and and we <laughs> took it all out on the counter. There was a a package of pineapple that had already been cut up, and it was fourteen dollars. <laughs> it was fourteen dollars worth of pineapple. And my
0: response was, "Well, what do you expect me to do? Cut up a pineapple? Like that would be way more in depth and take more time, and I could cut myself." Yeah which would be bad. Very
1: dangerous. It's
0: Pineapples are difficult. So why not pay somebody else to do And the reasoning behind it was because I had heard that pineapple can help and pineapple is also delicious. So I think $14 is very reasonable. Perhaps it's our perspectives. It, yeah. So I pushed you that out of difference.
1: my mind for another hour <laughs> or so. And it was just, I could like feel it ticking away in the back of my mind. And I, I said, um, did the number have a two in front of it? <laughs> And you looked at me... It didn't not have a two it in didn't, front of it. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> but I haven't gone back since.
1: Well, that's that's my saving grace here, is I will say that you are an intermittent whole foods person. Right. Um,
0: Only when it's
1: necessary. Well, that gets into my whole discussion about, like, if you eat non-organic four times and then every fifth time get organic... It cancels I, it out. I think it kind of doesn't matter, but...
0: But... It does,
1: right. Well, I categorize you as somebody who's easily tricked by the marketing ploy of putting natural or organic in front of any product name or
0: GMO. Yeah, free. I
1: don't. I don't know that USD I buy into all that approved science.
0: non-antibiotic space and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see.
0: When our baby doesn't come out with three hands, you'll thank me.
1: So, well, that's yeah. You're gonna you're take welcome. credit for that. You're gonna be like, I had organic pineapple once in on my, on my during my pregnancy, <laughs> so that's why he's so smart and beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: Hard to argue with that.
0: It is are hard to argue with. Okay. Anyway, so that was that. That was the Whole Foods experience.
1: But a lot of that stuff um, ended up in the, the food bag, which is in the car. Which
0: you've tried to tap into, and you've asked me, can we break into the snack bag? And I say, no. Right. This so, is for the hospital. So
1: I guess the lesson for other people, or, or for us if we go through this again, is as you're purchasing the snacks that are going to be brought to the hospital, get a few things that you can break into Immediately. at home. Because you didn't get any home snacks. Right. Right.
0: I got dinner that for that night, though. Okay. All right. so, you're welcome.
1: Got, got me there.
0: <laughs> Touche.
1: So along the lines of things going into the car, um, we we have your bag packed. We have my bag packed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the car. You know, we're always making sure. It, it, it feels like any time we leave the driveway, we might come back with a baby. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to have everything with us uh, at all times. It felt. A little strange when I was packing my bag. It felt like packing for the most important vacation you're ever going to go on. Um, but you don't know when the vacation is going to start. You don't know how long it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's going to be potentially around 18 years long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be it's the most awesome stressful vacation. vacation of your life. <laughs> at least at the beginning
0: like worse than disney world
1: right like someone's gonna surprise you with a vacation at some point i, I don't know it just doesn't feel it feels kind of atypical to do all this preparation and i was packing my bag i'm thinking like oh, what do i i've never been to a birth before what is, what does the dad what the new dad, suppose what's he supposed to wear right and then because or I, not
0: wear skin to skin skin
1: to skin i might just pop my shirt off yeah why not um but you know, buy those guns. I, yeah, I want to introduce him to uh, the gun show right away. Um, but the way that you know, I I do care about what I wear and what I look like in pictures. And so I start thinking like, well, that first picture of holding the baby is going to become
0: memorialized. Exactly, mm-hmm. very
1: important, and generations are going to look at that picture. So I'm like flipping through my closet, thinking like, no, no, I think a tuxedo no. is in order. I want to be comfortable. You don't know how long you're going to have to wear that outfit for.
0: Great, but you could just wear whatever and then throw on the tux.
1: Change into the tux at the last minute. exactly. I feel like... if
0: you really cared, you would
1: do that. We just got over talking about how I don't want to be the exception. So if I find out that other people are wearing tuxes, I could probably rent one.
0: Newton Wellesley. I mean, come on now.
1: It's a little (laughs) hoity-toity. That's why we picked it.
0: True. True, true, true. Can't argue with that. Very true. But um, I was going to say something and I forgot. Oh, speaking of preparation and being prepared, after the the shower, we had items upon items to put together. And by we, I mean you, um, because you're the handyman. And so, you want to talk about how fun putting together baby things have been? I mean, so we've done the crib, which was actually like back in February, because we had to establish... The space for the baby and like make it feel like a baby's room it's a whole
1: feng shui thing it is yeah. yep
0: and so i think you did a fabulous job with the crib and that took a little while that so was that, much... there were moving parts with that yep. one that yep. one was like pretty involved so it's a good thing you have your uh carpentry background there um and then there was the, the two pack in place because one is not sufficient right you'd have two um and the various rocking devices yep So, I mean, I was pretty impressed with, you know, the direction reading and the putting together and, you know, do you want to delve into your experience, how fun and exciting it was?
1: It's been fun. Um, Although all of those things that get put together and then you just put it somewhere and then you just look at it. You don't get to use anything. Right. Um, At least right away, obviously. Uh, And then I feel like when we bring the baby home, we're just going to. What I'm most excited about is like moving him from thing to thing. Like we got to get him in everything as soon as possible (laughs) because A, we have to find out what he likes. And if one of Mm -hmm. these like puts him out, we're going to want to know that right away. Right. But I think it'll also kind of justify some of the time um, That's that's been put. You know, the other thing that's come up is apparently things for kids are the only things that take batteries other than double a's right batteries um, that don't
0: even exist anymore we thought it didn't we, exist right. like
1: a d battery did you know that was still a thing i didn't like it's still a thing and c too.
0: i know it's like the whole alphabet still exists out there
1: it's i was shocked we had one device that took a c and, and a, a d. d
0: yeah they switched it up on us that was How? pretty
1: rude how does that happen from like a manufacturing engineering standpoint? It's that
0: they're not made in the U.S.
1: But it's clearly, clearly, clearly the 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 baby industry that's keeping those batteries. batteries. <laughs> in, in production. the market yeah exactly and and i guess there are probably parents that are listening to us right now going like you idiots you <laughs> think that you have a lot of batteries now just wait until just wait toys. until there's toys that right. make noise and of course and c and d batteries are real things but um at least from our limited perspective this is kind of this is what we're faced with right now right and uh
0: you have to roll with us because it's a new experience all around although i think We've already kind of experienced the whole, with the dog toy aspect of things, it's like we've we've learned that squeaky toys are a bad idea. So perhaps we just tell our child that toys that make noise don't really exist.
1: I was just going to say, and batteries broken. don't exist. Exactly. Like when the package says batteries required, we can say like, oh, when we were kids, yeah, there were these things called batteries, right. um, but now they don't exist. It's
0: kind of like DVDs now, it just right it's all internet based so the
1: only toys you're allowed to have are things that you watch on tv
0: yeah exactly the only toy is the we'll television. melt your brain with tv-based things we can like and read ipads him. we'll read them
1: a book or something
0: yeah oh books that's a good one
1: good night moon or like
0: really tough things that they can't demolish like with the tug toys for the dogs. we'll get like
1: a kong yeah. for him
0: maybe just multi-purpose dog toys
1: well we have plenty of those true that and they're already strewn about the house because of how the dogs treat them. Exactly. Okay. So we're set. New plan, and uh, you know, no I, I, batteries required. It's a great idea because the dogs think that some of the baby blankets and little rattles and, and things them. like that are for them. So that must go in both directions, right? It's only fair. Where the baby will crawl around and be like, "Oh, look, a reindeer antler." Exactly. And then he can. It
0: tastes delicious, right? And it's good for teething. Problem solved. We are so good at this parenting thing. It's okay. amazing. Yeah,
1: I actually feel a lot better. This is gonna be really easy. Uh, so <laughs>
0: I don't know, everybody complains about my gosh. Yeah, we're gonna we so every birthday
1: we're gonna have to have like a no toy policy. Mm-hmm. Which is gonna make us seem like really mean. Really horrible parents. But it's fine.
0: Right. This We've plan, thought this through. It's been so. pre approved
1: as appropriate by us. Agreed. Okay. Um do you have anything else on your list? I don't think so. I have I one I'm... thing that I think might be a good way to end it in uh, this episode. Um, I'm kind of getting this feeling that once we show up at the hospital, you're already starting to show signs of every little thing that everyone says to you, like setting you off in anger. <laughs> um, so Not anger. I think we're going to I'm preparing myself for like showing up at the hospital tomorrow morning and it being an all out war for about 72 hours of like every step everything everyone says to you everything i say to you it's going to be like war carnage bad 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 then the baby's going to be born and it's going to be the greatest joy ever mm-hmm. for hopefully for a really really long time um but then hopefully I, think, I
0: don't revert back to my evil ways well I,
1: I think that the the all out war is going to be crushed by the joy yeah. of having the baby. Agreed. And then, you know, a few maybe like a couple days will go by and then you'll start being like, "Can you believe what that admissions lady said to me?" <laughs> like, oh. uh Yeah, so uh, we went to drop uh, the yes, paperwork, my off. pre-authorization paperwork was dropped off, I I think she said that just to make me angry Yeah. And because it is part of Evil Corp's agenda of you know, Evil the corner. angrier people are, the the more they can pump them full of drugs, mm-hmm. and that just gives money to the pharmaceutical companies. Exactly. Um,
0: I'm sorry that you can't see the picture, the broad picture. It's yeah, like, I see it already, and um, I understand where they're coming from. Like
1: you know, though, as we go through this more and more, a home birth for the second child just sounds like a good idea, just I know. because there's less to make you angry less
0: drama less people telling me what to do and then everything's good right but yeah with the pre-admissions that was actually kind of funny you have to admit like the woman was trying to put me at ease she's like well you're coming in for an induction tomorrow there's nothing to worry about you know with pregnancy they don't you know insurance companies don't deny people things i'm like let me hit you with some facts there lady Uh, they've already done it and they've made my life living hell and nothing that you can say because you don't know um, is going to put my mind at ease. What was adorable though, is
1: she thought she was putting your mind at ease. She did. She was like, like, I'm I'm telling you, everything's going to be fine. You're going to come in tomorrow. You're going to have this baby. (laughs) You can worry about insurance afterwards. Now, don't you feel better?
0: It's like, no. Actually, I don't. I appreciate the sentiment, but unfortunately my logical side of my brain is not being
1: i was standing be- behind you but i was looking over your shoulder trying <laughs> to give like, her like, like the no, no sign don't know like, she's an attorney she just assumes everything's gonna go wrong we need to we need to protect ourselves exactly so um, don't say things no
0: that are supposed to be calming it's not gonna work
1: but don't worry she told us she's off tomorrow so we're not gonna exactly deal with her horrible attitude of trying to tell us Ugh, everything is fine
0: people being so considerate and nice i can't believe it
1: okay so we're gonna um i'm i'm bringing obviously i bring my iphone to the birth we're gonna yep. take some uh vocal voice recordings and mm-hmm. we'll check in a few times um so a little bit of that all-out war will be memorialized and, and we'll get it on the podcast the next time but uh i think you're gonna have a baby in your arms the next time we do this
0: i think you might be right
1: that's exciting
0: or maybe your arms it's only fair Equal.
1: Are we already fighting about who's holding the baby? Yes. Yeah. Are you trying to get rid of him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> your turn.
1: We'll put him in the carrier. We'll put him on the, the table.
0: In the equal space between the two of us. Right. We'll each take turns rocking it. Yep. Brilliant. I like it.
1: What if he cries?
0: Uh, turns.
1: We'll take turns.
0: I'll be like, I did it last time. So it's your turn.
1: We'll have to edit out all the crying. Exactly. Or no, we leave that in there. That's part of the. Uh, part of the parenting. The full experience. Hey, you wanted to come along this journey with us? exactly um then, then, then give you the full ride right we're gonna record no backsies. 24 hour a day recording exactly and you're gonna have to listen to all of it
0: i like it but yep. yeah so the next time we'll have the whole birthing experience and that war that took place and if we all survived and uh and then the baby so good we'll introduce you to
1: oh you thought i was going to tell you the name didn't you? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think we ever addressed this, that I have no issue with explaining what the baby names are on our short list, but that you needed to ha- there to be some mystery left in this.
1: Let's talk about it next time. Okay, sounds good. All right. Um, good luck becoming a mother.
0: Yeah, good luck becoming a dad. Yo.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so very much.
0: All right. Toodles for now. See we'll you next time. see you next time.
1: Ciao. We'll i